welcome to episode, I think we're calling it 95.5 of our Baseball Weekly, the sometimes not weekly podcast on the baseball subreddit. Um, my name is Nine. Like I said earlier this week, we are going to be talking about the ALCS now that we have the competitors, uh, now that we have the two teams finalized. Uh, however, we only have a representative from one of those teams. That representative is Phil. How's it going, Phil? Nine, it's been far too long. How are you, my friend? It has been, you know, we, we regular season, you and I just knocking them out the postseason things get so weird and wonky that, uh, that you and I haven't, uh, haven't talked in a bit. Well, so it, it glad doesn't, to, glad to talk to you. it doesn't help that for, for me personally, that the postseason also coincides with the busiest time of year, uh, between, you know, my, my wife and I and the kids, you know, there's, there's always a school events going on and Halloween and, you know, end of the summer wrap up things. So it just that's just kind of how it happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? We're, we're here now. We, we are. are. I mean, last year, last year's postseason is, is where you sort of started joining the show. right? I think you might have had one episode before that, but then like became a regular last last uh, postseason. So yeah. it's uh, and, uh, and you know. uh, unlike last year, I'm uh, I'm at home and I'm not in Las Vegas uh, in my hotel room, <laughs> uh, three beers deep <laughs> recording a podcast. I'm I'm at home comfortable on a, on a normal Wednesday night or Tuesday night. It's Only Tuesday two night. beers deep. Yeah, I, I, um, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's start with the Astros and let's start with a bit of uh, division series recap. The Astros overtook the the Mariners. Uh, we were talking right before recording about teams of destiny and uh, the Mariners sure seemed like a team of destiny until dropping three nothing the uh, the ALDS to the Astros. I want to talk a little bit about sort of the keys to winning that ALDS uh, and you know, maybe maybe not take a full 18 innings worth talking about an 18 inning game, but uh, <laughs> but you know, let's touch on it. All right, uh, so I'm going to give credit where credit is due, uh, and if you'll go back to the podcast that uh, it was, in fact, you and I recorded at the beginning of the season, I said that the Mariners were going to be the team to watch out for in the West, uh, and that absolutely came true. Uh, I should have bought a lottery ticket. Um, <laughs> the I will I. I Again, give credit where credit is due, uh, and we'll give absolute props to the Mariners. Um, this certainly didn't feel like a sweep. Uh, in fact, I believe the Astros led for a grand total of about three and a half innings throughout the course of the entire uh, three-game set. <laughs> which three and a half innings that mattered, right? <laughs> yeah, right, which did consequently, you know, go 36 innings. Um, game one... Uh, Verlander obviously it gave up five runs in a in a four or a five inning appearance. Uh, did not look sharp at all. Mariners small balled them to death. Gave up a couple of long balls to uh, to the Mariners. Um, <laughs> we we were just we were we were just flat getting beat. And then uh, cut to the ninth inning. Um, he had a clutch hit by pitch uh, from the very patient rookie David Hensley. Uh, Jeremy Pena, in his first postseason appearance, had a had a very timely single uh, to get runners at first and second. Uh, Scott Service goes to the bullpen, calls out Robbie Ray, the starter for the Mariners, pulling Paul Sewald, who looks like he who looked like he was doing okay. Uh, so it was a bit puzzling when Robbie Ray came out. Robbie Ray throws a 93 mile an hour fastball down the heart of the plate. Jordan Alvarez fouls it off. Throws the pitch in the exact same location, and Jordan Alvarez cranks a 434-foot home run to win the game at the end of the game one. 
Game two was a little bit more of a back and forth affair until, uh, again, Jordan Alvarez in the exact same position with Jeremy Pena on first. It's a home run into the Crawford boxes, uh, essentially sealing the deal there. And then <clears throat> we all know game three, the 18 inning slog uh, was scoreless going into the into the top of the 18th in which uh, Jeremy Pena on a on a on a one two count with two outs. Uh, deposited a home run in left field to uh, clinch the win for the Astros. Um, Mariners, Mariners were a extremely, extremely tough team. It was hard fought. Uh, pitching rotation looked great. Uh, I expect, I expect a lot of Astros Mariners battles uh, from here on out in the West for years to come. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing too, right? They are young and the, the pieces that no, didn't quite click are not so young, right? Or, or you know, or maybe didn't quite click for a little bit. Like, you know, you have like a Robbie Ray who they have signed for a little while who, you know, wasn't bad. He just happens to give up the, the, the big home the, run the there. Least, but the like, least timely home run ever. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Julio, Julio was fantastic. Um the uh, acquisition of Luis Castillo really came through. Luis Castillo definitively, I believe, outpitched uh, outpitched Lance McCullers, although Lance McCullers was no slouch himself. Um, their their bullpen looked really solid. I, it was it was a matter of a couple, a, a very very small amount of mistakes just turned the tide in all three games. If it was a seven-game series, I think the outcome may have been quite a bit different. Um, it probably would have been a bit closer, but you know that's just that's that's baseball. Sometimes it's baseball, Susan. Yeah, yep. Uh, but yeah, the oldest oldest regular players on that team are uh, Carlos Santana, who is a you know old aging DH who those guys are kind of a dime a dozen uh, and then Paul Sewald. So like, and then he's 32, like, you know, like the average age of the uh, Mariners is 27 and a half. So like these, uh, not just the Mariners, but this exact Mariners team right. is going to be around. Cal Raleigh, Raleigh looked great. He's a rookie. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, uh, it wasn't Luis Castillo who out, who outpitched uh, Lance McCullers. He, he faced um, Framber Valdez in game two. Game three was their, their rookie pitcher. Um, his name is escaping me right now because I tried to block uh, out as much of that 18 inning game as I could. Uh, sorry, game, game three, you said? Yes. Game three was uh, George Kirby. Yes, George Kirby, who also who pitched fantastic in that, in that yes. game as well, yeah. And then he had a nightmare in Dreamland, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Cal Raleigh, by the way, not technically a rookie. He was a rookie in 2021, but he had, like, basically a rookie. <laughs> like, he had, like, 140 played a period. Like, he, like, exhausted yeah. rookie eligibility in 2021. It, but, like... A rookie in the sense, like, uh, Randy Rosarena was. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, Randy Rosarena has, like, three full years of rookie eligibility. Exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, listen, we, you know, we talked quite a bit about the Mariners uh, uh, in the... in in you can go back to the two and a half hour episode from a couple weeks ago and, and hear uh, plenty of Mariners talk, but uh, but those that, that team is going to be around for a while, and uh, and I'm sure they're going to be a pest for the Astros. Uh, but let's talk. Uh, let's look forward a little bit. Um, what uh, uh, yeah, the the Yankees are going to be the opponent for the Astros in the American League Championship Series again. Uh, 
<laughs> again yeah <laughs> not a not really surprising anybody surprising some though however is uh is Harrison Bader has sort of been the lead of this Yankee team so far Which is uh, with really three home surprising. Runs. Um, I, I think it, I know the, the Yankees are kind of built the same way that the Astros are in that they they all they operate under the next man up mentality. And yeah. I know, uh, uh, you know, Aaron Judge coming off of his historic season, uh, you, you kind of expected him to carry that into the ALDS. And he outside of the home run he hit today has looked pretty flat and uh, a, a bit lost at the plate. And Harrison Bader managed to step up in his absence quite a bit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously I watched a lot of Harrison Bader as a Cardinals fan and, and I love Harrison Bader, but he's always been a glove first guy who can get into hot streaks and have some pop. And if this is one of his hot streaks, I mean, that's great. That's great for the Yankees. because then you have, uh, wait, hold, you know, wait, hold on a second. You're a, you're a Cardinals fan. <laughs> you have uh, an elite defensive center fielder. Uh, but if he's, you know, like if, if this is if this is one of his hot stretches, because I. I was I was always a big Harrison Bader fan uh, when he was on the Cardinals. It was I was a, it was really bummed when he got traded, <laughs> um, uh, you know. And 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 I'm happy with Jordan Montgomery, but but Harrison Bader did you know just like a, is just a fun player. Um, and also not for nothing, uh, really the uh, the swag factor on the Cardinals really goes down losing Harrison Bader and then even and a couple of years ago Colton Wong. Uh, so it's just like it's just it's just, it, it, they they go from like anyway. It, Paul Goldschmidt is not who you want being like the fun face of your team. You know, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I love Paul Goldschmidt uh, as a fundamental baseball player, but it's not like, you know, who's I, fun. You know, Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> Paul Goldschmidt. You know, I knew this would happen if you got the two of us together. Anthony Rizzo has also sort of come up. And and again, he's a, he's a guy who has postseason experience, uh, you know, obviously led those Cubs teams in the postseason and, and now is – clicking in a way that that you want him to click so if you have these guys like like Bader and Rizzo clicking who who are not the guys who you expected to lead your team then then when you have the guys like Judge and Stanton clicking who both they both hit home runs today I believe um you know if, if you can get those guys clicking on top of having Bader and Rizzo clicking then that's a real force to be reckoned with and you know and the also have guys like obviously Josh Donaldson uh who, who you want to be in that mix as well so I, I think they've they've definitely got a, a solid mix of guys who are, who are doing well. And then the guys who are supposed to be doing well, who, who have, you know, obviously are going to have the opportunity to do very well. Um, it's, but, it, it, um, it mirrors exactly what's happening with the Astros right now as well. Uh, I mean, you, I, I talk about Aaron judge's struggles, but you look at Jose Altuve and how he performed in the ALDS, which was to go, for oh, I don't know six thirty I think thirty seven something <laughs> <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> uh, he had a he had an OPS of, a walk right. I think he did have all. I think he had an OPS of uh, zero point zero five nine. Uh, he, did like man- he did manage a walk. Uh, he looked completely just lost at the plate. Um, but you know who? We didn't don't know look- buzzers. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> had to drop the one in there. That's it. Yeah, That's the last yeah, one. Uh, 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 they say Spider-Man, everybody gets one. 
yeah, you know who. And then did, you also well, have like Trey Mancini, right? Trey Mancini, who who yeah. was a sort of one of the big postseason acquisitions, also had a similar, you know, uh, I think. <sighs> to be to be to be fair, uh, Trey Mancini came out of the came out of the trade deadline in an Astros uniform, hit his first career Grand Slam, uh, hit three home runs in the first week as an Astro, and then has been completely flat ever since. He did go through right. a stretch where he was hitting a lot of hard outs and, you know, hard line drives and uh, ground outs to shortstop. But he, it's just been a lot of hitting exactly to the exactly to the infielder or striking out. And uh, he's been pretty much a non-factor for the last you know month and a half of the season. Um, on the on the other hand, in the in the Harrison Bader stepping up vein, uh have Jordan Alvarez, who has become an absolute monster uh, throughout the course of this se- this division <laughs> series. Well, I think I think the difference is that Jordan Alvarez uh, is the MVP of the Astros, and Harrison Bader. Absol- I don't think. Well, absolutely. <laughs> Harrison uh, Bader came to the Yankees on the IL. So, so, uh, so Jordan Alvarez is that Aaron Judge that you expect to perform really well, and yeah. he, he absolutely showed up. He, he right. had a they had a 1086 OPS in the ALDS. Yeah. Well, and then you have Yuli Gurriel, who had a who also had a not good season. I mean, like part of the reason they even traded for Trey Mancini, right, is because Yuli Gurriel was not being successful. But he also had a quite successful ALDS, a thousand OPS. You know, hit that home run. He hit four hundred. Um, he hit four hundred throughout the course of the ALDS, just like we all expected. Uh, he, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was just a matter of uh, of him getting into the postseason and going, oh yeah, I remember how to hit now. His defense has been has been fine. He's a gold glover uh he's done a a, a a far above adequate job playing defense for the astros uh he's just been he's just been not good uh and you know i'm fond of saying that father time is undefeated and and yuli guriel is 38 years old uh he throughout the course of the year you know he'd hit he'd hit some singles he'd hit some doubles you know with nobody on base just kind of those garbage time hits but he did come in pretty uh pretty clutch throughout the this uh, series against the mariners alex yeah. bregman alex bregman hit 333 throughout the series with three rbis he posted a 975 ops and we haven't even gotten to the the unofficial second mvp of the uh of the of the alds which is rookie shortstop jeremy pena yeah, it, yeah, it, which I, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I, I'm not even sure of the second. He might even be the first MVP because every everything you mentioned with a with a with a major scoring uh, thing, a major scoring event, every every time Jeremy, Jeremy Payne was in that sentence. So it was Jeremy Payne was either on base or hit the home run that uh, that won that 18 inning game. Like it's it's he was certainly instrumental to uh, to that uh, ALDS. And and you know who who knows if uh, if Carlos Correa would have done the same thing. Huh? He, uh, Jeremy Pena is doing his best uh, to to make us forget about Carlos Correa. Uh, he's been he's been quite a pleasure to watch. I know he started the first half of the season was absolutely red hot, and people were ready to give him the Rookie of the Year award. He completely fell apart in the uh, in in the back half of the season. Then, of course, the emergence of Julio Rodriguez. Um, he Jeremy Pena has really come on strong in the last month of the season. Uh, he, he's, he's, uh, he's a hitter who's built for the two hole. He gets on base. Uh, he's managed to not strike out a ton to breaking pitches out low and outside of the zone. Uh, has he's, the, the approach has been a bit different, I think. Uh, and I was watching a report on this where he was picking up his, le- going into a leg kick before he'd swing and it was throwing his timing off and he's adjusted his swing a bit. His batting average has gone up. He's hit for more power. 
uh, his defense, which is what he was known for throughout the Astros farm system, uh, aside from an error here, or there is he plays pretty spectacular defense. So uh, if, it, if I know Jordan Alvarez is the big, the big scary getting the, the David Ortiz, Barry Bonds comparisons, which is obviously way, way too early. I mean, I like it, but it's way too early. Um, he's getting the attention, for, you know, because he hit the big long balls and he's the big scary guy. But really, uh, a, a lot of attention needs to be shown to uh, Jeremy Pena, who is right. And, and with Altuve not getting on, pay, not getting on base, right? Uh, right. Pena becomes right. the table setter for that team. Like, you kind of, you know, so so that's definitely. And and you know, I do wonder if if you know maybe Altuve gets moved down the lineup a little bit if Pena's getting on base and Altuve is not like. Obviously, you want to respect your veteran and hope he does what he's supposed to do, but you can't you can't just be giving free outs at the top of the lineup if he's not doing that. You know, you do remember who the manager of the Astros is, right? It's fair. (laughs) Okay, it's a good it's a good point. It's a good point. Point point taken. (laughs) He's only the the second oldest uh, manager in the MLB this year, (laughs) right? Uh, And and. Not for nothing, because uh, I, I will save this for later because I have some nice things to say about him. Uh, Dusty's pretty stubborn, and if if Jose is at the top of the lineup, he's going to stick with Jose at the top of the lineup throughout the entirety of the playoffs. That's just going to be the way it is. Yeah, and well. it's, it's it's Jose Altuve. He'll hit his way out of it. Right, right. No, he should. He should. I mean, like, is this a, you don't expect Jose Altuve to, to go 0 for 16 or 0 for 15 or whatever, like. You you certainly expect him to to hit his way to 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 belong at the top of the lineup, but he's not done it, I, you know, this week. So um, I, I, I do I do want to point out though that uh, going into the Yankee series, that throughout his career, which is uh, I it's what fifty like fifty three games against the Yankees, he's got a two seventy five batting average, sixty four hits, eleven home runs, twenty five RBIs, and. You know, I won't talk about the big moments against the Yankees for Jose Altuve because you guys already know what they are. If, if there's ever a time for him to turn it around, it's going to be this series. Now, I, I, I don't disagree that those stats are impressive, but his, his stats against the Mariners are even better. So I don't... <laughs> That's fi- that's very yeah. fair. Yeah. That's very fair. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I I think we all expect, you know, just like with uh, with Judge, you know, not hitting well for those first four games. I think right. we he'll, uh, he'll 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 obviously come out of it as well. Yeah, we expect both of those guys to to do better. Let's talk about the rotations or, or the pitching in general. Um, you know, again, obviously the the Yankees have have. Garrett Cole and and uh, uh, Nestor Cortez at, at the top there. I'm, I'm not familiar with Garrett Cole. <laughs> um, uh, I have a fond memory of him putting on a Boris Co ca- uh, hat at the end of the uh, 2019 World Series, and that, that's that's all I remember about Garrett Cole. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, and and then you know, Luis Severino had a a, a not so great start um, for uh, for the Yankees, and then in, in Game Three there. No. Uh, no. No, so, you know, so how, how, I guess, I guess let's, let's just ask, how do you feel that the, the Astros line up specifically against the Yankee pitching? So historically we do pretty well against Jamison Tyon, who we're going to face in game one. Uh, Severino, we seem to handle it's, it's, it's hit or miss. Uh, we fared pretty well against Nestor Cortez earlier in the season. I believe that was the Astros no hitter game. Uh, was against Nestor Cortez. Uh, Garrett Cole is the is is the pitcher that I have the most concern about uh, because he's Garrett Cole and he's very good. 
Um, but I think that we are, I th this is not the Homer in me. I I'm trying to be as objective as possible. Uh, I mean, it's difficult because this is a, this is obviously a not toxic and very level headed series we're about to go into. Um, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking objectively, you know, how we performed against the Yankees this season. And I believe that, um, the Yankees rotation is pretty good. Their bullpen is among the top five in the American League. Um, I, I, th I, st I still think, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll save my prediction for the end, but I think we match up pretty well against them. Uh, I, I believe, and, and going by, you know, recorded stats, that our starting rotation is, is superior and our bullpen is far superior. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, there's, there's a lot less that, that again, since we don't have a Yankees rep here, a lot less we can sort of say specifically about the Yankees and right. And, and, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to be as fair to them as possible. No, for sure. Yeah. They, yeah. We, we're, we are doing our best. Um, you know, obviously they, they, they do have a strong bullpen and, and they, and they have, uh, you know, utilize that strong bullpen. Again, you don't have a depth in the postseason. You don't necessarily have to have a deep bullpen. You just have to have your, your best guys and you know, their their best guys Clay Holmes and and Lou Trevino has and, has been strong in the postseason at least if if yeah, not Jonathan, as strong since coming to New York or since, yeah. since, in Oakland but he's strong he's been strong since coming to New York got Loizaga or lasagna yeah. or however you say it J Jonathan Loizaga who who yeah. has had a not great season but had a really really strong season last year and is is having a good postseason hasn't given up a run yet um, so it's it's certainly you know. It's definitely not a cakewalk. <laughs> we'll say that much. Speaking, um, uh, speaking of runs given up, do you know who has not given up a run uh, in the Astros pitching staff? Any player not named Justin Verlander, Fromber Valdez, Christian Javier, and Lance McCullers. Every other pitcher in that pitching staff has posted zero runs in the ALDS. Sure, yeah, yeah. Most, most, mostly in one game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because we used every pitcher uh, in yeah. the ALDS roster, with the exception of Jose Urquidy. Yeah. So, that's, um, ha 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 ha! Way to bring me back down to earth, Naim. I was trying to sneak that in there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and then Luis Garcia obviously like had basically a start's worth of relief innings in uh, that eighteen inning game. Like, if if uh, obviously there's no ALDS awards, but. <clears throat> If there were, outside of the performances of Jordan Alvarez and Jeremy Pinion being what they are, uh, I think the other most important performance throughout that series was uh, was Luis Garcia's five innings of zero hits, six strikeout, or uh, five innings, two hits, uh, six strikeouts, uh, just to, with the bullpen completely exhausted and Jose Arquiti sitting in it alone. Uh, Luis stepped up and rocked the baby and carried us through the lat through innings six, 12 through 18. And essentially, yeah. yes, he had a, he had what would amounted to a quality start in, in the postseason, which was absolutely insane. Well, it was, it was five innings, so not, it wouldn't have been quality five, start. Five, yes, five, five innings. <laughs> no, but you know what? Nobody asked you. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I guess, uh, I Yes, predictions. I, unless there's anything else that you want to bring up that uh, that we haven't talked about yet uh, on on either team that that we haven't really discussed. Um, you know, I I, I hate to I, I feel bad in saying this because um, 
I mean, look, I'm an Astros fan, and obviously we don't have the best reputation in baseball. And any, it, it's hard in a, in a baseball community to say thing. And when I say that, I mean in a baseball community at large, it's hard uh, to talk positively about the Astros because you know they, they are perceived the way that they are. And I try to be objective when I talk about other teams as well. But that point being said, at the beginning of the season, I thought that the ALCS was going to come down again to the Astros and Yankees. And here we are because they are the two best teams in the American League. Mariners were the third best team in the American League. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this series. Um, in my in my trying to be objective, non-homer opinion, uh, I think the 2017 Yankees are were a much better team than this team. I think the 2019 Yankees were a better team than this team. Um, I, I, if you had asked me this at the beginning of, say, June or July, I would be absolutely petrified to play the Yankees in the ALCS. But as we know, the back half of the season shook out. Um, I think this is a I think this is a good, not great Yankees team. It, they were they were good, and and want to underplay saying the word good, they're a very, very good team. They, I just don't think they are a very, very scary team. They're, they're not there. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we've talked a bit about how, uh, you know, obviously the Yankees had a very, very strong start uh, and a, a much weaker finish to the season. Um, you know, th- there was certainly... You know, in the first half of the season, it seemed like they were uncatchable. In the second half of the season, they seemed like they were very catchable. They did not end up getting caught. They did end up winning the the division. And, and, you know... I, I think I don't remember if it was on this podcast or if I was talking to somebody else, but um, it was uh, if if Aaron Judge hadn't done what he had been doing, we would have been hearing a lot more Yankees doom and gloom uh, from from you and, know and Yankees than, Twitter and, and, and Yankees than writers. They normally do. I mean, you and I both know, and no disrespect to Yankees fans at all, but you guys are doom and gloom even when you're good. I, I'll never understand right. it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, was, you know, I saw the same thing about uh, Dodgers fans doing the same thing, like on on Twitter, like uh, this this was terrible. Dave Roberts needs to be fired. And it's like you won 106 games. I don't. What do you want? Like, what, what do you want? What, what, <laughs> 111 what, games. What sorry. else can you do? Like you won 106 games, 106 plus games, four of the last or three of the last four seasons, and in the fourth one, you didn't play 100 games. <laughs> like that's, I, I don't, I don't know what really you you want there. So like, I, yeah. So, but I, I think we would have seen a lot more of that doom and gloom if not for for Judge doing what he had been doing. Even if the Yankees had finished with 99 wins, which they might have without Judge, or maybe they would have finished with 96 wins and still won the division. Um, I don't know, but what, what, what uh, you know, what was the war he posted this season? Oh, was 10.6. Yes, something ridiculous. Do yeah, the, ten point six baseball reference war. Um, I don't have the uh, fan guys number in front of me, but it's somewhere somewhere around there. Do the do, um, do the Yankees win the division if they don't have Aaron Judge? I, I mean, I don't know, but but they did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, but 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 even 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 if they have Aaron Judge not doing the historic season that he had, right? If they have Aaron Judge, he had a six WAR season last year, still a very very good season. Absolutely. So they still win the division, right? right. But um, or most likely, right? If if you count WAR as one win per per for, per WAR, you know, one one to one. Um, but uh. But it's one of those things where, where, yeah, I think you do you do see a lot more Yankees doom and gloom because Judge isn't if Judge isn't doing what he's doing, um, and uh, I think I think that that really sated uh, uh, a lot of Yankee fans and a lot of fans across baseball to not really look at the underlying numbers of the Yankees second half, which were good, but you know in this in the second half they were a 500 team, um, and so I think uh, yeah I think I coming into this postseason and and. 
you know, scraping by an ALDS win from the Guardians. Um, they're still very you know. good. I mean, their, their their pitching staff was incredible. I, I fell in love with watching Tristan McKenzie pitch throughout the course of the ALDS. Their, yeah. their offense has a long way to go. Um, right. that, and that's not to take anything away from the Yankees. <clears throat> and, and and the Guardians also a very young team, right? The Guardians' average age is right. younger than the the Mariners' average age. They're twenty six on average. They have like um, one two hundred and thirty sixth of the payroll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like and and their old man is Brian Shaw, and Brian Shaw is not integral to that team's success, like in the same way that uh, that Paul Sewell, uh, it kind of is to the to the Mariners' success. So uh, I, I yeah, I think I think you know the the Guardians are a team you're going to see for a while. Um, and, and they're going to get better and better. So like, that's, that's something that, that I think you're not really worried about, but, but like, you know, again, the, the, the Yankees sort of uh, barely, barely, they didn't barely eke into the playoffs on this because they had such, such a strong first half, right? They were like a 700 team in the first half or something crazy like that. Um, but I think coming off the second half and, and, you know, Definitely, I think definitely they're going to live and die by by Judge. You know, it, it would like they did for the entire second half. Uh, if Aaron Judge continues to hit like he did in the ALDS, then I think it's hard to it's hard to you know count on the Yankees to succeed. If he if he doesn't, if he if he hits like he did during the season, then perhaps the, the Astros have the work cut out for them. But I think the Astros are a better put together team. Um, I think. You know, overall, that that uh, yes, that 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 they would be my my prediction to uh to win the. I'll, I'll say that I'll say this, and this is something that you and I have both said on this podcast to each other multiple times throughout the course of us doing this together. Playoffs are not about who the best team is throughout the regular season. Playoffs are about right. who is hot at the right time. Right. Um, well, and the thing is, but the thing, the thing is, like like. Uh, uh, the Astros were both, I think the Astros were better than the regular season. And then also like, you know, we, we talked about the, the four or five guys at the top of the Yankees, but if you look at the four or five guys that, at the top of the Astros, like Chaz McCormick lines up against Josh Donaldson. And like, that's, he's like the seventh guy, you know, that you want to click on the Astros. So it's like, certainly seems like that's, that's, you know, the, the Astros are certainly clicking more, even, even if, Altuve isn't clicking. The rest of the team is clicking to a degree that uh, that you're not as worried as you are with uh, with the team like the Yankees. We we we. I think from top to bottom lineup wise, we're built a bit better. Uh, having Jeremy Pena, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and then you know Altuve on a norm you know in a normal stretch when he's you know hitting 300 you know like he normally does. Uh, yeah, I I think we our lineup just stacks up better against theirs, and I think our pitching rotation is much better too. Yep. Um, but we'll see. You got to play the games, you know, for Absolutely. all we know, the Yankees are going to decide to click right now and the, uh, and the Astros are going to decide not to, we, we, we just don't know. We're going to, we're going to keep an eye. Obviously we'll, we'll see this. And then winner of this series faces the winner of Phillies Padres, uh, two incredibly different championship series. <laughs> we're looking at here, the, uh, the one and two seed in the AL versus the five and six seed <laughs> in the NL. Um, it's, NLCS or the NLDS series were so incredibly fun to watch. Um, and not because, you know, it's the Dodgers and Braves. I don't have anything bad to say about the Braves. Uh, I really liked, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed uh, watching the Phillies play because they're, they were really excited. I said at the beginning of the season, they're going to be the best 500 team in baseball. Uh, they're going to win every game 11 to 7 or 13 to 12 because it's all top heavy pitching and no outfield defense or all, yeah. all top heavy offense. 
uh, the Padres, the the Padres in their weird rally goose thing, uh, is is very cool. Um, I I'm despite whatever he said in the media, I still really like Joe Musgrove. Uh, I think he's super interesting. Uh, Blake Snell has looked really good. Um, their their lineup is really really interesting. They have very timely hitting. Uh, I don't know. It should be interesting. Uh, so final predictions, uh, uh, Phil. Uh, you you obviously what are, what are your what are your final predictions for the series? <sighs> um, uh, for okay. for the uh, and I, I actually didn't ask uh, the NL guys, but I'll, I'll ask you also who you think will be the ALCS MVP. Okay, so again, I preface this with this is my objective opinion. I'm trying <laughs> as hard as I can not to be a homer. Um, I predict that the Astros will win in five. The ALCS MVP is going to be Kyle Tucker. Fascinating. I think I was thinking five or six, so I'll I'll say six. Astros and six. Um, and uh, I'm going to give it to Jeremy Pena because that, that dude seems like he really wants to continue clicking. Uh, I would love it if it was Jeremy Pena. Yeah. I, you know, and then you mentioned the, uh, the, um, uh, you know, he's not going to win rookie of the year because of Julio Rodriguez, but he's probably going to finish second. Like, it's not like he had a bad stretch. He's, he still had a very, very good season for any baseball player. It's, so. it's, it's, it's tough because of the emergence of Adley Rutschman, the flying Rutschman. And flying Rutschman. Uh, and, and Julio was just, so, he was so, he was consistently better throughout the entire season versus, you know, having a really right. strong first half. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely see Jeremy Pena finishing second in the AL rookie of the year race as, as he should. It's, it's Julio's award. Uh, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Rutschman is going to take some votes from him. Um, watch out for my man. I think, Kyle I think, though. I think Adley Rushman might take one first place vote from the Baltimore uh, Sun writer, as, whoever that as, may be. As he should. He should get at least one. Yeah, I, I, I think that the, whoever the local voter is, is going to give Adley Rushman that one vote. And then uh, sure. it's going to be otherwise unanimous for Julio Rodriguez. Can I, uh, can um, I, cool. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> oh, sorry. You were saying? Can, I, can, I, can I lodge my uh, opinion for the NLCS since, since I have you here? You might as well. NLCS is going to go seven. Um, and just because I love him, I love him uh, on the show. I am going to say the NL MVP is going to be Kyle Schwarber. You heard it here first. So Philly's in seven, Kyle Schwarber. I, um, man, uh, if it's, <laughs> I, I also think seven seems likely for the NL. Uh, I would, I would, if it's the, I don't, I, I really can't predict who it's going to be, uh, whether it's the Phillies or the Padres. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to sit on that fence, um, but I'll give you the MVP depending on who wins. So I'll say it's, I, Harper has been clicking like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think, I think Harper is the guy uh, if the Phillies win. Um, if the Padres win, uh, you know, it feels easy to say Machado because he is the MVP of that team. Um, but uh, I, I, I want it to be Hassan Kim. So I'm going to say Hassan Kim. Let's, uh, I, I, let's I, go Hassan Kim. I like watching him play. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we will uh, be back here probably on monday as usual but it really it really depends on where these championship series take us um we, we might do a mid mid championship series update we might do a 
a post championship series if if that's where we're at at that point in time. Um, but uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Our baseball weekly executive produced by Lewis. Uh, my name is Nime. I edited this uh, episode. I also hosted it along with Phil. Uh, and our theme music was composed by Chuck Lease. And we'll catch you on the next one, whenever that may be. This was 95 and a half. The next one's going to be 96. So uh, stay tuned. Bye. Bye.